Many moonless nights, cold and weary, with a babe inside, and I wonder what I've done. Holy
trust with their baby. So emoji offers from the supermarket. There's always baby parts there. Just forget about that.
host of go home dead, they just shut down. Actually, after all, they own way. It's a special time of year, why I love Christmas, it's bringing hope and lots of cheer. The child that was born on that morn brought the gift of salvation to us. That's why I love presents and boxes and pretty bows 
picture baby Jesus wrapped in swaddling clothes why I love Christmas it's a special time of year why I love Christmas is bringing hope and lots of cheer the child that was born on that morn brought the gift of salvation to us. That's why I love Christmas. The child that was born on that morn brought the gift salvation to us. That's why I love Christmas. That's why I love Christmas. Isaiah chapter number 9, if you would, please. Isaiah chapter number 8, if you would, please. <clears throat> Isaiah chapter number 8, I hope that you all have had a Merry Christmas Eve so far, and uh, hope that you've had a good Christmas season leading up to it, and uh, it's uh, certainly a great time of year, one of my favorites, probably my favorite holiday, because it happens to be in my favorite season of the year, which is winter, and uh, thankful for the snow. Great weather, negative whatever, eight degrees yesterday. Amen. Isaiah chapter number eight, and uh, look at verse number 18. Um, it's in the middle of a, a message that Isaiah is giving from the Lord to the people of Israel. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll just start in verse number 18 and go through the end of the chapter. Uh, it says this, Behold, I and the children whom the Lord hath given me are for signs and for wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts, which dwelleth in Mount Zion. And when they shall say unto you, seek unto them that have familiar spirits and unto wizards that peep and that mutter, should not a people seek unto their God for the living to the dead, to the law and to the testimony? If they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. And they shall pass through it, hardly bestead and hungry, and it shall come to pass that when they shall be hungry, they shall fret themselves and curse their king and their God and look upward. And they shall look unto the earth and behold trouble and darkness, dimness of anguish, and they shall be driven to darkness. Father, we love you and are so grateful for this time of year and uh, for the reason that we celebrate. And uh, Lord, I ask you to help us as we consider um, light and darkness tonight, that um, you would uh, just help us to be encouraged. And uh, Lord, we are so grateful for your son, Jesus Christ, and we ask this in his name. Amen. Um, Isaiah is... Isaiah is uh, preaching a, a message that the Lord has given to him uh, to give to the people of Israel. And uh, he's talking here uh, prophetically uh, of things that are to come. And uh, he's saying that there's going to be a period uh, of darkness uh, in the nation of Israel. And as, as we read through the Bible, as we look back at history, uh, we understand that, that, that Israel faced much darkness already. 
Um, as we go through, uh, as you think about um, that Isaiah is prophesying right before the captivity, uh, that, they, that the nation of the southern kingdom of Judah would be taken and the northern kingdom of Israel would be taken and they would all be in captivity to, uh, to Assyria and to Babylon. And, uh, and, and we find that that certainly, uh, you can imagine that that'd be a time of darkness in somebody's life to have their country ripped away from them, to have all of their religious symbols uh, ripped away from them, to be carried off to a foreign country uh, where they would not be necessarily encouraged to serve their own God, uh, that would be quite a dark period in somebody's life. And not just in one person's life, but collectively as a nation of Israel. And, and we understand that it's Israel's fault. right? We understand that, that they disobeyed God, and so this was a, a punishment. But that doesn't mean that it was any 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 easier to go through just because they knew it was coming it was a dark period in their history and notice how god describes it here through isaiah um he talks about the hypocrisy of people in verse number uh, 20 to the law and to the testimony if they speak not according to this word it is because there is no light in them people who reject uh the word that god has for them they have no light inside they're they're a dark people and that was certainly Israel's case. They had rejected God year after year after year, after century after century after century, and the, because there was no light inside. And because there was no light inside, God gave them over to a time of darkness. Verse number 22, And they shall look in, uh, onto the earth. They would be seeking for God. They would be seeking for help. They would be seeking for a Messiah. They would be looking all around. They would look onto the earth, and they would behold not help, but trouble and darkness and dimness of anguish, and they would be driven to darkness. And after the captivity, uh, there would be some prophets who would prophesy in God's name and that would deliver God's messages to them. But after a while, God would stop speaking to Israel. For 400 years, they wouldn't hear from God at all. No, it's not as though God spoke with them every day, but there was certainly a lot of communication that God had with Israel over the course of their history. But now there would come a time where for 400 years, they would not hear from God anymore. The, dark, the darkest of times, wouldn't you say? The darkest of times. They had no, and we, we see that uh, even as we think about in more recent history than, than this, uh, we think about back to the dark ages, right? For a, for a thousand years that there was not easy access to, to Scripture, and, and we literally call it the Dark Ages, uh, because there was not anything that we could hear from God, uh, because there was not access to the Word of God. And that's what Israel would face for 400 years, until we find, and let's read verse number 1 now of chapter number 9, that the, the darkness wouldn't last forever. There would be coming a light. Nevertheless, the dimness shall not be such as was in her vexation, when at the first he lightly afflicted the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, and afterward did more grievously afflict her by the way of the sea beyond Jordan and Galilee of the nations. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. The, the area of, ne of Zebulun and Naphtali uh, is the area where Bethlehem was. Uh, and you understand that Bethlehem was given witness to a great light. Jesus Christ. He was born in Bethlehem, uh, and, and we find that, that God pro prophesied here in, in Isaiah 9 that a light would be given to the darkest of places, in the darkest of times, that a light would come. And that though they, they looked onto this earth, and though they saw darkness, and they saw anguish, and they were driven to darkness, though they suffered for many, many hundreds of years, now a light was finally shining. 
John came and he, he bore witness of that light. He was not that light, but he said, there is a light that's coming very soon, a light that will light this darkness in Israel. Uh, verse number two, the, uh, they, the, the, the people have walked in darkness, have seen a great light. They that, uh, they that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. Thou hast multiplied the nation and not increased the joy. They joy before thee according to the joy in, in harvest. And as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For thou hast broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor as in the day of Midian. For every battle of the warriors with confused noise and garments rolled in blood. But this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. Israel, all of the things that you faced, all of the trouble that you face, all of the darkness that you're experiencing, there's now a light. All of the oppression that you'd be facing will one day be completely broken off of you. The oppression would be gone. The, the bondage, the, the yoke here would be broken, and you would finally be able to experience joy because you have the light. The light was finally being able to be shown. Verse number six, here's who it is. He doesn't say it yet. Here's, he, here's who he says it is. For unto us a child is born, Unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. The light would finally be here. The one who would take the bondage away. The one who would shine a light in the darkness that had lasted for centuries. He would finally come, and he would finally drive all of those things away. Now, he wasn't received well, was he? Look at, you don't have to turn there. I'm going to turn over there to John chapter number one. The light came and the light shone in darkness, but people hid their eyes, didn't they? John chapter number one, it says in verse number nine, uh, verse number eight, he was not that light. John was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. He came unto his own but his own received him not. They, they blinded their eyes from the light that was freely offered to all. They said, We're, we won't have that. We're, we'd rather stay in our darkness. We'd rather still continue on with our bondage. We reject the light. But because of that rejection, we understand that the light was then offered to many more people than just Israel. And the light was offered to all people. And, 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 and I'm, I'm speaking to the choir here. Uh, and I understand that probably all of you have received the light this evening. And so, what does that mean? Well, Israel, had they accepted the light, and because we have accepted the light, we have a responsibility. Look at, uh, no, you don't have to look, I'm going to look at Matthew chapter number 5. Matthew chapter number 5. Here's our responsibility, now that we've received the light. Let your light so shine before men. Because we have received the light, because we were in darkness but are now not in darkness, because we've received that light, we have responsibility to let our light shine, let our light so shine before men that they may see our good works and not glorify us, but glorify our Father in heaven. Isn't certainly that the reason that we celebrate this season? Not, not so that we can get gifts, not so that we can spend time with family. Those things are great. I love to receive gifts. I love to be with my family. I love to see all of my friends here as we gather on Christmas Eve, as we gather tomorrow morning at 1030. I'll be able to be here. Uh, but that's not, that's not why. We're, we're a light so that people can glorify our Father in heaven. 
That, that's why we are generous. That's why we give. That's why we, that's why we do the things that we do. So that people don't look at us, but they look at him. And so this Christmas season especially, uh, I understand sometimes we think Christmas season ends at Christmas, but uh, this, the season can go on. And as the season goes on, I hope, that, I hope that you'll be encouraged that you'll let your light shine before men so that people will see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. If I could get Jared and Jay to come up and we can maybe dim the lights. We're going to, uh, as, we, as is our custom, light our lights tonight. Jared and Jay are going to go down the side aisles here, and I know you know how to do this, but in case there's somebody new, they're going to hold their candle straight up and use your candle so that they don't get wax all over their all over the floor. We're going to start singing Silent Night, if you'll join me in that. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon virgin mother and child. Holy infant so tender and mild, sleep in heavenly peace, sleep in heavenly peace. Silent night, holy night, shepherd quake at the side, glory stream from heaven afar. Heavenly host, sing Alleluia. Christ the Savior is born. Christ the Savior is born. Silent night, holy night, Son of God, love's pure light, radiant beams from thy holy face. 
with the dawn of redeeming grace. Jesus, Lord, at thy birth, Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. Silent night, holy night, wondrous star, lend thy light with the angels let us sing. to our King, Christ the Savior is born, Christ the Savior is born. Father, thank you so much for the light, and thank you that you sent your Son into this world I ask that you would please help us to reflect and to be the light that you desire us to be as your followers, as your children. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. If uh, you make plans to be here tomorrow, I'd encourage you to do that. Uh, At 1030, we'll have service, and uh, we'll all meet here together in the auditorium, and then uh, we'll meet with lunch. Is there any other announcements, Pastor? Okay. Uh, Be sure to blow out your candles before you leave, and uh, if you would drop those off at the table, please, uh, before you exit. Thank you.